if you've ever had the thought about, I don't have enough money or real estate is not for me because it's a rich person game or I can't raise the capital. Today, you are in for a treat because I used to have all those thoughts and I was exposed to this on a first time by listening to Greg Herlean on a podcast. And Greg talks a lot about self-directed IRAs, which is what his company, Horizon Trust, really provides as a service, as a custodian. And if you have any colleagues and any sort of friends or family that have left a job recently or about to leave another opportunity to relocate or for a promotion opportunity, this might be a very important tip for you to keep in mind for them because they might be a good fit for a self-directed IRA if they want to potentially take more control of their retirement accounts and invest in an asset class like real estate or affordable housing that they might understand better. Now, the opportunity here is crazy. It's astounding. There's 97 million retirement accounts in the world, well, in the US, and there's almost over $13 trillion. $13 trillion. So does that mean every single person is going to have a South Dr. IRA account? Probably not, but it at least does not hurt for you to be armed with that knowledge so you can figure out whether or not you can provide the good, sound advice to your friends and family to see whether or not that is something they want to consider. Now, today, uh, Horizon Trust is the company that I use personally for my own South Dr. IRA accounts. Um, please make sure if you are ever interested in pursuing this path, you use the referral link down below to help support the podcast. But ultimately, think about it as an alternative source of capital so that we all don't have an excuse anymore. We have been on this podcast sharing different stories with all of you about how to succeed in affordable housing from single families to multifamily to ground up construction. Now you also have another vehicle for you guys to think about where can you tap into potential resources from. So I can't wait for us to get into what's a self-directed IRA, how you can set one up, what you can or cannot do with a self-directed IRA, because we have the expert here. We have Greg Herlean here today answering all these questions. So make sure you guys follow Greg Herlean at Greg Herlean at, uh, on Instagram and at Horizon Trust on Instagram as well. So let's get right into the highlight and let's get right into the conversation. This is the perfect kind of account, self-directing, where you can invest in real estate in particular. And so those people that can actually open up a self-directed IRA account um, are individuals that have a retirement account that's either a simple, a SEP, a traditional, a Roth, um, an old 401k from a previous employer. So if you, if, and 50% of Americans have lost or changed jobs in the last five years. So if you're one of those individuals, you probably have an old 401k right? That you're not sure how it's doing, or you do know how it's doing, but you have no idea what it's invested in, because that's probably 99% of you. And you didn't realize that you can actually move that old 401k into a self-directed IRA with us and start investing it in different syndications or in real estate. And that's what's powerful. Okay. Welcome to another episode of Affordable Housing and Real Estate Investing. Today, we got a gem for you guys. Uh, we have Greg Erlene, the founder of Horizon Trust and this is the reason why we brought Greg onto the podcast today. Uh, the number one reason that folks sometimes say is I can't get started in real estate because I don't have the capital or I don't have the investors. Well, today in our conversation with Greg, we're going to show you just exactly 
a huge opportunity for you to tap into for your investment needs. So welcome back, Alvin, my guest co-host. Always a pleasure to have you, man. And yeah. Greg, welcome to the show, man. Tell Thank you. Thanks for yourself. having me. Uh, well, look, first and foremost, well, look, thanks for, thanks for having me here. And I love your message and, and, and your mission that you guys have. And so, um, I'll start with that, that my, you know, my mission probably in life has always been my why is my family. Uh, I think probably how most of us are as well. Um, but it was really trying to create an experience in a business where I could, you know, be with my family. Cause that's not how I was raised. Um, I have five kids. That's my big why. Um, five. Yes. I know I'm definitely outmanned on that. Um, uh, and, uh, actually my oldest is just got in the business um, on his own. It doesn't work for me. I'm very proud of him. And that's kind of been fun to be part of. But uh, uh, my why is that my family and building and helping others build. And, uh, and I'll, I'll tell you that, uh, you know, I've, you know, I, I've flipped, you know, 600 homes, 12 hotels, you know, I don't, I don't know, four or 500 apartment doors. So it was only like four, I think three or four apartment buildings. Um, you know, not so nothing major, uh, but I did help raise over $1.5 billion uh, in different real estate transactions. Um, and I can tell you, uh, as, as far as the background on me and why this message is so imperative is, or maybe so close to my home and heart, is when I was 22, 23 years old and starting a family and a bank wouldn't lend me money and I knew how to find a real estate deal, but I had money and had no family with money. Um, I turned to what we're talking about here and it truly, I went from zero, literally zero to finding all kinds of money, partners, syndications through this message about self-directing. And so for, for 12 years, I, I used what we're going to talk about today to build up who I am and my wealth and, and, and my, you know, my real estate ventures. And then after those 12 years, I was like, I've got to create a licensed company that can help others do that because I was using other companies that we'll get into here shortly. So I created my own company 14 years ago that helps individuals do what we're going to talk about today. It helps individuals raise money um, um, from their friends and family and community uh, and also use their own retirement funds to invest in things they know and understand. And so this is near and dear to my heart because I truly, my first real estate deal when I was 22 years old was with somebody self-directed. All right, they lent me $60,000. Somehow I convinced them of doing it with their IRA. And I flipped it in three and a half months. And, and when I gave them back their money, plus a percentage of the profits, uh, and they didn't have to pay taxes on it, um, I just proved to myself and that investor that this worked. And so, uh, sorry, it's a, it's a little bit of an introduction, but I want to let you know that I'm excited about it because what we're talking about when I was at zero, um, uh, where you might be as well, uh, where you're looking for funds, or you might have a little bit of funds, this concept truly works no matter what age you're at. If you're 20, or if you're 60 or 70, whatever the age, this concept can work for you. And, and uh, well, I'll, I'll, there's lots of things. So I'll, I'll, I'll stop there with my intro because I'll get too excited. But uh, Ken, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's why I think this message is so important. And, and I always preface why it's exciting because sometimes when people say, tax, you know, tax savings, IRA, CPA, those mm -hmm. are kind of insurance. Those are kind of killer words. They're not buzzwords. It's like, okay, Ken's talking about IRAs and taxes. <laughs> I'm 22 years old. 
I don't care. This message does not apply to me. I'm telling you, it absolutely does uh, apply to you if you're looking for money or you have retirement funds. So, so yeah. You know, Greg, I completely resonate with that because um, not only were you in a similar position where you were, you know, quote unquote at zero, but for folks that are now so passionate, right? We have a community of affordable housing investors. They are also at a position where they want to help so bad. They want to help other people with zero as well, but they don't know how to acquire the means. And today, I think you're going to lay out a path for them to at least have another option to explore so that they don't feel helpless. They don't feel like they're on an island by themselves. You're really kind of coming in and hey, like, hey, look, this is other path that I paid for you. I chopped down all the trees and I got all the bumps and bruises. Come along. Like, this is what you have created. And I think this is why I really want to bring you on onto the podcast today. Um, so let me just start really, really basic. Like what what is a self-directed RRA? Like we hear about all these terms, 401k, Roth RRA. Like, do you have a simple explanation for how do you actually explain, like how do these things work for the audience today? Yeah, um, uh, I'll do my best. <laughs> so a self-directed IRA is, is the, the, the phrase self-directed is just a descriptive term of the type of retirement account. So let's just say, Ken, I know you've got one with us, but let's just say that you, if you're listening, you have a traditional, a Roth, a simple, um, you know, some kind of retirement account. Um, wherever you're housed or your brokerage where you're investing right now, you have options. They give you the options. Those are traditional stock market options. Could be the you know different mutual funds or indexes, stocks. Those are your options, right? Now, um, those that if if you want to invest in real estate, you can't do that with Fidelity or Charles Schwab. So you can move over your retirement account to a licensed company custodian like ours where we do not give you your options. We do not say, hey, here's your list, of your, your menu of stocks and mutual funds and marketable securities. You get to self-direct, meaning you, the investor, the owner of the account, get to move your funds where you choose. So in the example I just gave you, if you have a traditional IRA, you would move over all or a portion of your traditional to our company. And now it'd be a self-directed traditional IRA. So it doesn't change the rules with the government and the IRS. Um, it just it just as now allows you to self-direct investing where you want. You can't do that at the big brokerage houses. By the way, this has been this has been around since the 70s. So this is not like a new concept. And, and even though it's new for most people, that's by design. Your typical your financial advisor and companies don't want you to know about this because then you're taking money from them and they're not getting their fees. So so self-directed and, and I'm sorry, it's a long winded answer here. I just want to make sure people understand it is basically an account, a uh, retirement account that's under custody of a company that's licensed like ours that allows you to invest in what you know and understand. And there's a few exceptions of what you can invest in. We can get to that later, but most importantly, if you want to take control and unlock your retirement money and invest in affordable housing or syndications and real estate or different alternative assets, this is the way to do it. And, um, and the rules still apply, the same IRS rules still apply that are out there. And, and the other thing I'll add to that is, 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 is who qualifies as well? Who can actually have a self-directed IRA? Because this is really meant for those that want to invest in alternative assets outside of the stock market. Uh, for me, it's been real estate. Probably for most of you listening, it's probably real estate. This is the perfect kind of account, self-directing, where you can invest in real estate in particular. And so those people that can actually open up a self-directed IRA account um, are individuals that have a retirement account that's either a simple, a SEP, a traditional, a Roth. Um, 
an old 401k from a previous employer. So if you, if, and 50% of Americans have lost or changed jobs in the last five years. So if you're one of those individuals, you probably have an old 401k, right? That you're not sure how it's doing, or you do know how it's doing, but you have no idea what it's invested in, because that's probably 99% of you. And you didn't realize that you can actually move that old 401k into a self-directed IRA with us and start investing it in different syndications or in real estate. And that's what's powerful. And, 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 and just one fact for information, if you're one of those people who do not have one of those accounts, if, let's say that you don't have one of these retirement accounts, which yeah. is why you might want to click off of this right now, which you should not do, is um, there, there, there's over 97 million IRAs in the United States, which represents over $13 trillion. So if you're one of those individuals who has no retirement account, but you're like, I can't find funding. Well, there's 97 Americans that have an IRA account who most likely are not super satisfied with the returns they're getting in the stock market. So they are all around you. The other side of you, if you're one of those 97 million, which is about a third of our population and have a retirement account or old 401k, you too don't have to use your savings money and write a wire or a check to syndicate or be part of a deal. You can use your retirement money to get into affordable housing. And what's powerful about that is once you set that up and it's set up the right way, all the income and or profits that come from your investments when you're using your self-directed IRA go back into your IRA so you either defer your taxes or don't ever pay taxes if it's inside of a self-directed Roth IRA. So that was a mouthful. It was a lot. And I, I, I hope I didn't go too far on that. But that's, uh, in general, what a self-directed IRA is, as well as who qualifies. So pretty much at least a third or half of everyone listening probably qualifies. Greg, that was a great answer for that question. I have another one for you. For the people that do not have that uh, a 401k or retirement account set up today, can I come directly to you as a company and start by opening up a self-directed IRA by just making monthly, weekly, annual deposits to you that way without a, without a rollover. Absolutely. And, and, and that's what I like to tell everyone. Uh, my, look, my son is 21 years old. And of course he had a, he set up his Roth two years ago at 19. Uh, he better have, right? I mean, he's been listening to me so long, but, but that's one of the number one things that I see people not do because of many different reasons. One is because they have other debts. So they're like, you know what? Let me pay off my debts first. Just so you know, you will always have debt. So if you're waiting to pay off your debts before you start a retirement account, you'll never have a retirement account. So don't let that be you. Um, you know, set, set it up. And the number two reason that people don't set it up is they think they don't have enough money. Now that could partially be true, but not necessarily. You can open up a self-directed IRA, in my opinion. You know, I, you can do it with, you know, $500. Um, I recommend $5,000 being the minimum because with $5,000, you actually can get into a syndicated deal. I mean, you could be one of, of let's say the three of us all want to do a, you know, one, one affordable housing project together, right? And let's say it's $50,000 that's needed. I'm just throwing out the example, right? And you can give a better example. But if my Roth has $5,000 and you guys have the other 45000 I can be a 10% owner in that entity with my Roth IRA. So it doesn't take too much money. And, and so, and sometimes that's, that's how you will get into deals. Like I remember in the beginning, well, not even in the beginning today, there's deals that are too big for me. 
And, and there will always be deals too big for all of us. Mm -hmm. um, even in the beginning, there might be a $50,000 deal. That's too big for you. So now you can have your $5,000. And now that you know and understand or learn this concept, you can find other partners that have retirement accounts that can come in and fund a deal together with you. And that's that's what's powerful is if you understand this concept, you can leverage your business, you can leverage your personal finances, and it just it just goes such a long way. So again, I'm long-winded in my answers because I get excited out of them. But if if you are one of those people, yes, you can absolutely open up a retirement account from scratch, and you should you should do it now and not wait for when you pay off your debt. And you explained that. So well, Greg, and and maybe I can jump in with a practical example because I've gone through this. I've left jobs before, and I, and you know the common mantra in real estate is like, oh, I can't wait. I want to get generational wealth. I want to get passive income, so I can leave my W two job. People say that to to us all the time, but what they fail to realize is like, hey, you are around all these coworkers that have a four hundred one k potentially, especially even corporate America. It happens very often. Like these are folks that could potentially invest with you, and we have heard the news of like the great resignation, right? Tons of people leaving their jobs last last couple of years. Well, guess what? If you stay in touch with those coworkers or past colleagues, now you can advise them like, hey, there's this thing called a self-directed RA. When you move your new job, don't just put it into your new company's 401k. Think about putting it into a self-directed RA because now you have flexibility. You're no longer just tied to a, a fund that only invests in like Apple and Microsoft. Now you have a choice to invest in like real estate as an example, right? Something you might have a little bit more control over and understand a little bit better. So that's why I want to call that example so that people don't, people can apply this practically every day to just their lives. Every one of us has a friend that probably has left a job in the past couple of years. That's a great opportunity for you to raise capital for because you're coming in as a subject matter expert after listening to this podcast, after listening to what Greg and Horizon Trust has offered. So those are all great potential sources for capital. So the excuse cannot can no longer be, I don't have capital. Like we're just laying out an example for you right now. Yeah. And I'll piggyback on that. You know, one of the things that I think one of the best ways of, because people ask me as well, once they get excited about it, like, okay, well, I'm not an expert. Don't really know. Like, so how do I talk to people about, um, you know, using their IRAs to, to partner with me? That's probably a whole nother hour. We can, well, not an hour, but a half an hour discussion. But on a quick, with a quick message on that is social media and your communities are, are, are so valuable. And, and it's not necessarily pitching on social media, but, but kind of meaning everyone's sharing. So like a simple thing, like, Hey, if, if, if you've done an affordable house, if you've done a deal, whatever kind of deal it is, or if you, whatever you're investing in, if you just talk about it, Hey, I just did X, Y, Z. It was awesome. Helped this many families or whatever. Just you start there. And then your next message could be, Hey, did you, do you have an old retirement account? I just learned this really cool thing. You could do a video on it. You could actually say it, but I just, I just realized this really cool thing. If any of you have an old 401k and want to partner in my next deal, DM me simple things like that. And so um, you don't have to necessarily be like, hey, you know, coming out a little bit cold saying, hey, I heard you just left your, your firm. You know, do you, do you have an old 401k? I mean, that's obviously a very direct, maybe too aggressive, maybe not way. It works. Um, depends upon how close your relationship is. But I, I like to go the softer approach, which is if, if you start creating momentum about, um, well, look, 
can't out just you guys' energy alone, people want to be around you because of your energy. That goes the same way, not only because they want to be around you, but they want to give you money because they want to be around positive, successful people. So the more that you're posting, not only in social media, but talking in your communities live, face to face, not AI, like HI, and, and, and spending time with each other and just bringing up these simple messages. Hey, oh, I heard you left your whatever. Did you know, did you have an old retirement account? Did you know that what your options are? I've got, and you can share this, you know, me or Kent or Alvin, we, you know, we've learned that there's a lot of people that can use the retirement accounts to invest in real estate deal. If you're ever interested in looking at something like this in one of my next deals, let me know. And you just constantly talk about it. I became an IRA expert before I was an IRA owner of a trust company because everyone had a real estate deal. When I was in my twenties, I was out there saying, Hey, look, you want to invest in my deal? You know, here's the terms. There's the problem was, is every neighbor was a real estate investor too. Why? All my peers thought they were experts. Why? Because they bought a house. Everyone thinks because you buy a home, you're a real estate investor. You can't deny that. So I was just trying to figure out what was my angle in my 20s to, to strike up a conversation where someone wanted to be my partner. And it wasn't this 23-year-old talking about real estate. It was, hey, did you know you can use your IRA and invest in real estate? Now, all of a sudden, they're like, oh, no, I haven't heard that. So I that was my message to help kind of get my you know feet on the ground and start raising money. Love it. Wow, great, great example there. I mean, Greg, for people that are trying, you mentioned how big the opportunity is, right? 97 million accounts, like $13 trillion opportunity out there. Uh, you must have done some research. Like who are the people that typically start a self-direct IRA? You mentioned that these are folks that typically want to control, but are is it usually people that, you know, make a certain dollar over a year, a certain profession, like who are the typical folks that might go after a self-directed IRA? Because not everyone wants to invest in real estate with a retirement account, right? So how do we help our, our listeners narrow in on their focus? Uh, that that's a, that's a great question. And I will I'll follow up with some, you know, I'll, 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 I'll bring the energy level down for a second. <laughs> um, this is not for everybody. There's a reason why the only 4% of Americans self-direct. The two main reasons, first, is people don't know about it. That's one of the main reasons why people don't self-direct. Number two, people shouldn't do it. Who falls in that category? Probably 50 to 70%. I don't know that I've done the, the, the study, but somewhere between 50 and 70% of Americans should not self-direct. Why? These are people that have nine to five jobs who do not want to research and spend time and educate themselves on what they should invest in. They want to have some other other entity, you know, pay them, you know, tell they ask them what's your risk tolerance on one to 10. They're going to say it's a six or seven, and then they're done for the year. And that's it. And their financial advisor invests their money and they're going to watch it go up and down. They hope and pray. Uh, that's the best stock, HAP, hope and pray that when they go to retire, that there's enough money in the account. That is what is meant for most of America. And so, so who is your audience? It's that other, I'd say, 10 to 20% of people that who want to invest in something else, didn't know what the options were, um, are, uh, are are people that like real estate, understand real estate better than the stock market, are sick of the you know returns they've been getting with their financial advisor, or people that just want to test out what we're talking about. So so even though I said there's you know 97 million IRA holders, by the way, there's there's double that in old 401ks. So we're talking about 40 trillion dollars. Um, even though that number is so huge, I'm not out there trying to find, nor are you, you know, half of those people. The, the, the market that probably works for this 
are the people listening to this today. You're listening to this because you're trying to build your wealth quicker and more creatively um, and, and beat the, the norm. You, if you're listening to this, you're, you're, you're trying to do something different, not only because it's, it, it changes lives and, and this message as, as far as affordable housing goes, but you're also wanting to get better returns than the typical stock market. Right. And so if you're listening to this, you probably fall in that boat. And, 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 and those that are listening, that's why I like the social media and the community talks about self-directing because I just share the message. And then the cream kind of rises to the top who wants to talk to me. If I talk about self-directing and they have no follow-up questions with me, like they don't, then I know that's probably somebody who wants to just stay, stay where they're at. But if, if they start asking some questions, that means I'm kind of, I'm either doing a good job sharing with them or they're just sick of the market. So um, know that of the 30, 40% of people that you know that have retirement account, only 10% of them are going to be the ones that probably qualify for this. So what is the message? You should be talking about this all the time. So one out of every 10, you're going to get nine no's and then you get, you're going to get the 10th yes. That's the message. And you just don't know who they are yet. And frankly, you're doing them a favor. Um, and 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 they just don't know their options. And you don't have to be an expert either. For for 12 years, I was I was talking about this and didn't even own a company. Uh, and, and 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 so I was out there telling people to go set up an account with this other company that still exists today. And and once you do that, then you can invest in my next deals. You don't have to be the expert. Um, you just need to bring up the subject, see if there's interest, and then a company like ours can hold their hand through the process. So so, anyways, that, that's you know, I, I don't have the like the perfect scenario avatar saying here's who's here's who they are. It's gonna always come back to you know relationships and hard work and, and finding out who they are. Greg, I love that answer. And so for the listener that is needing to raise a couple hundred thousand dollars and it's going to take several people to do that or a million dollars. And it's going to take several people to do that. Um, and you've, he's got a captive audience of people willing to have a self-directed IRA. Could you be that person that would not facilitate the deal for them, but help and be the custodian of funds until everything was together for them? So you, you, you're actually controlling their their investments through your licensed entity. And then when the investment is fully baked and he's got enough people willing to do that, that you can that you can just kind of help facilitate in, in some kind of way. Yeah. So so this is an intermediary, not co-signing on the deal or any of that. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, so we we actually have a I have a lot of of, of clients that have retirement funds, but who also are trying to raise a million dollars for the their storage facility or car wash or multifamily deal. And so what they're doing is is um, they're sharing this message, however they want to share it in their format. And it could just be email blast to their, their clients mm -hmm. saying, hey, we have another deal coming up. Um, and, and they give up, you know, their, their scenario summary or video. And if you want to use your IRA, click here and then they get and they get their interest and help them get with us at Horizon Trust and we help them get all the money here to at in our custodian company. And so that happens all the time. And so they'll be raising, I mean, you know, Ryan Pineda did this, you know, um, you know, Pace has done this, right? So so they'll raise, you know, lots of money. And once the money gets, once he's got enough people, friends, clients, whatever, 
that have the million or $10 million, whatever that dollar amount is, or $100,000, then when it's time, you can get that transferred over to title. And that's a simple process. Um, That happens often. Um, Frankly, it's how I would, I, I used to do it a lot because the issue I, I would have is I would try to raise money after I found the deal and, and that's too late. Right. So, so I just, would start just talking about self-directing all the time, constantly finding um, and, and working with people I knew. So all these accounts were set up. So the time that I had a deal, I'd say, Hey, look, and these like, 10 people already had money with me at my trust company, let's say in this example. So if, if you you guys already had 10 clients there, you'd say, Hey, you have your accounts set up at horizon. Your money's there already. Here's the deal. Um, then they can transfer it. We transfer funds in two days, as long as you submit the right, uh, the correct documentation. That's much easier than finding the deal first and then rolling money over because that process takes sometimes two to sometimes four weeks to get the money from one company over to Horizon Trust. So we do that. I recommend doing that for sure. Awesome. No, and that's a great example. Like uh, it just depends on who the company it is that you're using to transfer funds over. I had retirement accounts with Fidelity. I had retirement accounts with Merrill Edge. Each one of them responded differently, but Horizon helped me usher through the process. And when I had an investment, it only took about two days for me to submit the form and then kind of get through it. So I, I can verify that that has been my experience at the very minimum. Um, maybe this is a good transition because we just talked a little bit on multifamily. Uh, Alvin, maybe you can give some context like, hey, what are we doing at Springboard? What are the, the biggest issues that we have seen clients kind of struggle through with, which is like raising raising capital for the entitlements for the softies architects engineers like could you give some color then let's see what uh what greg can kind of potentially advise us sure i think greg what ken and i have consulted with several clients or potential clients that are have an aspiration to build a multifamily project typically 150 to 200 units or more and the hardest part with that is when we have financing lined up for the back-end product uh, we have to have a shovel-ready project. And so getting the entitlements in place could cost anywhere from upwards to 200000 to a million dollars. But in that process of doing that, you may have a track of land that's a million-dollar purchase price. We can defer that purchase until we actually close, but we get the entitlements put on the land, and the entitlements basically say that this land is now zoned for multifamily and that you can put 200 units here And these are all the restrictions that the city has given us for this plan unit development. Well, like I said, from 200,000 to a million dollars, there's typically no financing for that. So our clients and us even here at Springboard are raising capital to put money into that part of the transaction. But when we have a million dollars in this deal from entitlement perspective, and we're buying the land for a million dollars and all in value, of close to $5 million. So we've got a $2 million expenditure, but we've created so much value in that, that there's more than enough juice to pay off the investors when we close on the construction loan, plus a percentage of the deal if they wanted to stay in it, or if they just wanted a return on their investment. And that's typically a very short term. And when I say very short term in the development space, that could be a year to a year and a half. And somebody could I don't want to put out percentages, but they get a very, very great return on their investment, probably even double digit return, not mm-hmm. more than 50%. We're not going to, nothing like that. But, you know, if you're receiving a nine, 10, 12% return on your investment over a 18 month period, that's 
pretty that could be substantial for some. And that is what we have seen with a lot of clients that we've talked to looking for ways to fund that first part of their project to get their project shovel ready. So what are your thoughts about that? So so is the question on how to do it or structure it or or because I understand, I mean, I understand that model. I actually like that model a lot. I've done a lot of that. So what what's the question as far as from, from the IRA perspective, I guess? Or is, is it a money raise? Is that a money raise question? How to do it? Probably more of a money raise question. Okay. So, and if I'm going the wrong direction here, let me know. But but based upon what you said, I, I completely understand that. Uh, you know, there's a there's a lot of value in in the horizontal work and getting the entitlement done. And and so um so in that example, and, and I should preface this, I mean, this is a normal thing as far as disclaimer, like everyone, you can consult your own accountants and attorneys. And, and one thing I will say on raising money, I should say as well as disclaimer is if you're raising money and soliciting money from people you don't know, there's other additional licensing needing or registrations with the SEC. So I do want to preface that as well. It's, it shouldn't just be a free for all where you're just soliciting uh, all 97 million IRA holders in the United States invest in my deal. Uh, you do need licenses for that. Um, but uh, the, 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 where I'm starting from and how I started when I was 22 is saying, Hey, look, if you're looking to put together and syndicate your first project, your first deal, and you're going to have five or 10 investors and, or even 20 investors, but people, you know, or in your community you have relationships with um, what we're talking about applies. Uh, so I do want to, I do want to preface that. Um, I don't want to get in trouble. Right. So yeah. You can do I. <laughs> uh, so, so, uh, and if you're not sure if that you if that's the case, then you know there's there's definitely counsel. I even have relationships you can you can talk to attorneys that can give you some advice. That being said, um, the 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 fundamentals of what you said, um, first and foremost, if if it were me in that situation that I need to go raise, let's say a million dollars for the horizontal work entitlement work before we close, um, would be obviously putting together. Um, the business plan, uh, the, the summary of the project, and and um, and a forecast of what it financially should look like uh, in the 12, 18, 24 months. Uh, and then I would um, sell interest in, in my entity. So for example, let's just say it was your deal, Alvin, right? Let's just say it was solely your deal. You needed a million dollars. And let's say you had nothing. You had no money to put in this deal, but, but you see the opportunity. You're going to manage it. Um, you put together this pro forma and this summary, and you go out and you sell interest in your LLC for whatever terms you want, right? And you, the performer is going to tell you what that is, but let's just say it's, you know, it's it's going to yield them a ten or twenty percent annual return um, based upon you. Let's say you've got to sell fifty percent, so you're going to let's say sell fifty percent of your interest to. In this example, Kent and I. Let's say Kent and I each put up five hundred thousand dollars from our IRAs and our IRAs in the example I'm giving you um, are going to buy interest into your LLC. That is, that is going to do all this horizontal entitlement work. You can do that. Our IRAs can own it. Our interest, let's say 25, 25, Kent and I, and then you own the other 50% and you do all the, the manual labor and get it all done and get it to where it needs to be and flip it and get it back to us. And, and you can do that with 10 investors. I just gave you one with like Kent and I, let's say it's, you know, everyone puts up $100,000 and gets 5% each. Look, when I did one of my first syndications with an LLC, um, I was giving up 75%, 80% of the deal. Why? Because I wanted to raise the money and I was willing to give up as much as possible, but still make it work work for me worthwhile. But 
So that's the other advice I give you is, is don't be greedy on your first few deals. And, and so some people are like, oh, I want to get my investors a 10% or 8% rate of return. I'm going to keep all this. Guys, when you're doing your first deal, if 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 you if you succeed and, and pay your investors what they hope to make or even close to it or exceed it, your next deal is so much easier. And so um, that is one thing I did really, really well. That one, the, the first example I gave you is I gave him 75% of the profits. He made 12,000 on a 60,000 and I made 4,000 bucks, right? And so um, I did all of the work and in three months made four grand. Some people are like, you're crazy. Well, what had happened on the next deal? He funded my next deals for the rest until he passed away, frankly. He was funding my deals. Now the terms changed over time. I ended up at 75, he ended up at 25, but I had to prove myself, right? So anyways, you didn't ask me that question, but I do want to throw it out there. So you need to figure out whatever it's going to take that you need to sell in your, mem in your membership interest uh, or give away um, to raise the money for that million dollars. The other approach, if you don't want to sell equity, um, Kent and I could lend our IRA to your LLC. So your LLC could own 100% of the project, but the terms could be that Kent and I could lend you a million dollars and you could give us a, a promissory note from your entity and with a fixed interest rate. And those terms are based upon what we negotiate. In fact, you and I can negotiate one thing and you could have certain terms and different terms with Kent. So if Kent wants to do a two-year note with you and a different rate, and I want to do a one-year note with you at a different rate, you can do that. Um, you can't do different rates, I'm going to start different terms in ownership uh, for Kent and I. If we both put in 500000 we have to have the same equitable equitable um, deal. So so the, the, I don't know if that answers your question, but that, that would be the way to raise money in an entity that frankly doesn't own anything yet it sounds like but it it, it has a a contract um on this property to be closed on now it's obviously uh, it could be potentially riskier for kent and i because if it doesn't let's say you don't get it entitled and so that's why i would if i was going to invest in that deal i'd want to know what happens if if we don't get that you know how are we protected still on our money um, and I assume, you know, you've got a plan for that. So that would be the part that I'd want to make sure that I'm protected on if we were to do, uh, you know, if we didn't have actual collateral on it. So, yeah. That's a great answer. Kent, was that kind of, did that kind of sum up that question and answer sum up what we've seen with some of the potential clients? You think so? Oh, yeah. I mean, the number one question we always get all the time is, uh, and I'm sure you get this all the time, Greg, it's like, people always ask, like, how do I structure it? And they forget, like, you're not asking the right question. You should be asking your investors what they want, right? People keep asking, like, how do I structure it? Listen to your investors and hear what they want and what they care about. Because Greg's priority might be very different from my priority, right? I might say, hey, I'm willing to defer uh, interest rate in the beginning, but if I can participate in the residual cash flow after the property stood up, right? There's so many different levers you can pull on all these big deals. So that's why it's really important for you to understand from your investors, like what do they want? What do they prioritize the most? Um, yeah, I'm going to cut you off there. I have said yeah. that for 10 years and no one has ever <laughs> said that before. And so it's so nice to hear that is the number one thing I, cause people ask me all, what you just said, what do I pay my investor? And we're so quick when we're raising money to go out and be like, Hey, here's the deal. It's going to pay 12%. That's the, that's the magical number, by the way, 12% um, or whatever it is, 20%. And you had it all wrong because I might not care about rate at all. I just want to know how my money's safe. And so, so I have found that to be more important. So when I go out or have gone out and raised a lot of money, um, I would lead with that on, on leads, little single deals or these little small developments you're talking about, even that are even a million bucks. 
I would ask them, where are you invested now? What do you like about what you're invested now? What kind of rate of return are you getting? They tell me everything. Then, then I say, oh, cool. Well, what do you like about where you're invested right now? Oh, well, I love that. You know, Mike calls me every month. That's important to me. Cool. What do you don't like about it? Well, I hate that the rate that Mike gets me is it's always like, it's always 6%. If I could have just made like 8% per year. Well, guess what? Guess what? Guess what my investment does? I call you every month and you're going to make 8%. <laughs> he just told you what he wanted, right? And so, yeah, now obviously if you can do it. Now, if he said he needs to make 25% and you can't do it, what I say then is if rate's that important, I say, cool, you need to make 25% per year. I don't have many of those deals. Um, and there's a little more risk potentially, but I'm going to put you on my list. And so when a deal comes up that fits that criteria for you, I'll give you a call. And so, cause there are deals that I could pencil on. Um, but I love, I love what you said about listening. That is probably the, the most important part when raising money, find their pain, find what's not working. And if you can provide something, an investment or return or collateral or security that they don't have, that's the win. So sorry, I wanted to emphasize that because that's so important. We love Thank to see you. what the goal makes the rules. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. And, that's, and right. that's why I, I'm, this is just turning into like a raising private capital masterclass right here. Uh, I hope the audience is getting a lot of value from this. But make sure you leave a comment uh, about how valuable this lesson was and the tactical tips. Like Greg is giving you tactical steps to take. It's not all theory. It's like, go out there, post on social media, listen to your investors, ask these questions. Um, so Greg, you mentioned there is, you know, in these deals for development, there is a chance you can be an equity partner or you can just be a debt partner. Is there a difference in how the investor can participate in the deal? Meaning in a development, sometimes a investor might be like, well, I want to make sure you guys work with this architect because I really know him really well. Can you just tell us like, hey, what can people do and not do as part of the deals when they're investing with a self-directed IRA? Sure. Look, and, and I'll start. There, there's a lot of rules. Again, could do a half an hour video on that too. I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll give you kind of some cliff notes on it. Um, you know, if, if you want to work with your architect and your architect happens to be your father or your, your son, um, you know, the, the rules go up and down that are against uh, who you can compensate, meaning parents, and kids. For some reason, you're allowed to lend to your brother and sister, probably because we don't want to. <laughs> um, but, but um, uh, there, you know, there's a tree of hierarchy, and I can share that with you when you contact uh, our company. We got this: what you can, who you can and cannot invest. But that's not really your. I think your question is what you can and cannot do. Sure, you absolutely can be involved in in decision making. Um, you can go out to the project. Um, and you can uh, hire different people. You can find the project um, because you you are representing your IRA. You're making decisions on behalf of your retirement account. And so that is why it's self-directed going back to the beginning. Uh, what you can't do is you can't go out and say, I'm going to save money and I'm going to install the electric. I'm going to put a shovel in the ground. That is against the rules. And so, uh, fortunately, those are rules I love because I don't want to do that. <laughs> so, um, um, but if you're one of those people who is very handy, God bless you, first of all. But you can't do it in an, in an investment that your IRA has invested in. The other thing you can't do is if you're in, you can be actively involved um, on decision making of the, pro of the project, but you can't take a fee at any time. There's no commission. There's no salary. There's no bonuses. There's no cash. There, 
no compensation to, to those related parties either. So just know that. So this is not the end all for you individuals that might be thinking, hey, look, I have a retirement account, my own personal retirement account, and I'm going to invest it in this deal. And then I'm going to have some of the profits go to my IRA and then pay myself a salary, not allowed to do it. And so, um, and th those are some of the rules, you know, can't put the shovel in, can't take compensation. Um, and, and, and so like some people do like an Airbnb or want to like, let's say they do a housing complex, but they, and they put their IRA money in it, then also want to keep one of the units for themselves to either work in or sleep in or be in. Can't do that either. Um, so, so if it's not, IRA, like if we change this roll around back to Alvin here and Alvin's raising the money. And, and Kent and I put the money in. Those rules apply to Kent and I. So Alvin could live in the project. He can take compensation. He can take salaries. We just can't because our IRA is invested in it. If that if that uh, helps answer your question. It kind of sounds like does. sounds like private endearment laws. We <laughs> <laughs> know so much about. Yeah. Well, those are all great examples because I think I want people to understand like, hey, you can still like be part of the meeting because you want to know what's going on with your money, right? Sometimes people think like, oh, I don't want to just be passive and then give this guy my money and all of a sudden I don't know what he's doing with it. You can join in on, on the status updates with the team so you understand, especially if you want to get into real estate development. Real estate development is a, a very, very small, tight-knit circle, I, I would argue, compared to the whole real estate market. But if you want to join and participate and understand exactly, hey, what goes on in these meetings when the architects and engineers are talking to one another, well, here's a really good way for you to get in with just your IRA money to invest in something like that and then kind of learn from the people that are doing it every day. And then decide whether or not it's something that you want to take on yourself. Yep. So, Greg, I, the next thing I want to talk about is like we have talked about multifamily, what IRAs are. I want to talk a little bit about single family homes. Uh, this is sometimes very, very common to our listeners right now. If I'm buying a single family home, like we just talked about some structures, do you typically see people just creating LLC, buying the property, and then having someone invest into equity ownership, similar to what you talked about in the multifamily side? Yeah, I, I, I do. It's, it's, it's really this very similar process. Um, I would create the LLC. And, and now again, there's two different types of, there's people that want to, excuse me, buy a single family with their IRA. You can do that. Um, uh, that's most likely done with a checkbook LLC. You might've heard of that. So some people, if, let's say that like in your example, Kent, you moved over your money from Fidelity to Horizon Trust and from Horizon Trust, you can direct us to send that money to title. And then the home would be titled in the name of your Horizon Trust Company retirement account. The other option is, let's say you're doing a, a fix and flip or you're doing a fix and hold, Airbnb or rental property, whatever it is. Uh, same thing happens. The money comes to Horizon, but then you can have Horizon, your IRA, own a new LLC that is uh, owned completely by your IRA. So you would direct us at Horizon to move, let's say, $100,000, if that's what's in there, to own 100% of this new IR, um, LLC, and it would be owned by the IRA. And then the money it sits in this new LLC, you go down to the bank, open up a bank account for it, and you're the manager of the LLC. And now you have checkbook control to use that your IRA monies that's in your LLC to purchase the property, 
to pay the you know pay whatever expenses that might come up, up with it. So there's some rules with it. You can't start commingling your non-IRA with your IRA money, but you can have this LLC and that LLC can bring in partners. So that LLC could be it could have like four or five um, owners in there um, that have different IRAs as well. Some can be lenders, some can be owners, equity owners in that LLC. However you want to structure it, um, for the most part. Uh, and, and look, I keep you know I keep having that caveat asterisk for the most part um, because every situation's a little bit different. Although we've you know we literally do a thousand transactions every month at Horizon Trust, we've probably seen everything. Uh, although we still get surprised once in a while. Um, uh, you know, when you, when you have a call with us, we'll, you'll tell us what you're trying to accomplish and we'll tell you which documentation, uh, that we need to see. Um, and we can help answer some questions as well. So just, just know that we're not going to let you out, um, just to be like, okay, here's your hundred thousand dollars and, you know, good luck. We want to make sure you do it the right way. So you have no issues. Well, you know, we'll let you know what you need to talk to with, with your accountant to make sure you do it the right way as well. So that's the process. LLC, get the money there potentially. Um, uh, I think titling is one of the most important parts too. Um, um, if your IRA is going to own the property or your LLC um, is going to own the property, it's just got to be titled that way. So it wouldn't be Kent's name or Alvin's name on the property. It'd be Horizon Trust Company, FBO. Uh, Alvin or Kent. Uh, that's the owner. We actually at Horizon sign on your behalf, the purchase agreement and documentation, because uh, we're Horizon Trust and we're and you and you'll sign a document basically kind of like a power of attorney for that one deal saying we give you authority Horizon to sign on our behalf to invest and send money to title on this property uh, and purchase this deal. And so we follow your instructions. You give us the, the okay to sign. We sign for you and then it's titled the correct way. That's important because when you have distributions monthly, annually, or when you sell the property, those distributions go back to Horizon Trust into your retirement account. And that's important because that's how you defer or avoid paying the taxes. Uh, you got to keep it very clean. No, and I think in order to keep it clean, right, I'm assuming when the time comes, when you exit the property or you sell off the property, or even when you're holding it, all the cash flows and all the funds need to go back directly into the Horizon Trust account. Right, Greg? That's that's correct. Yeah. And there's again, no, no commissions can go to you. So that's right. That's how it works. It's a real simple process. Um, people do it every day. They do Airbnbs and wholesaling, pad split stuff. I know we, we've talked about. So yeah, all of it. Well, interesting. You brought up wholesaling. I remember listening to your podcast on with Ryan Pineda and you guys talked about investing and in, in wholesaling businesses. Uh, I've gotten some questions that where I solicited some audience members and they're like, Hey, what kind of questions do you have? You watched this interview before with Greg and Ryan. They were like, okay, so some within the wholesaling business, sometimes folks are raising capital to fund their marketing budgets, right? Pay for the list, pay for the cold calls, et cetera. And what I've seen in arrangements is where some people are funding their wholesaling businesses, marketing budgets with their self-directed RA. So they, they can make money two ways. It's like, hey, they can split the assignment fee between the closer, the lead gen guy, and, and the person that's investing into the wholesaling business as an LLC. Or sometimes they have like a right to purchase the property themselves as part of the LLC um, or buy it for their own personal portfolio. Have you seen any sort of agreements like that? And like, do these qualify for the self-directed IRA arrangements of like how you invest and how would you structure those? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've personally seen the actual documentation uh, that, I, that I can recall, but I, you know, I'm aware of clients doing this. Um, 
the, the easier discussion or thing that I would say is investors, if, 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 if Kent's running a wholesale business and looking for money for marketing and, and tying down deals and putting the deposit money down, an investor coming in to the business to have a deal, a structure with Kent using an IRA is very simple. Whatever those terms are, if it's a partnership, a split, whatever mm. the case is, back to that individual. Like if Alvin and I want to invest in your wholesale business and have one-off deal and you're doing all the management of it um, and running it, it. that's easy. Um, the the more complicated gray area is is if you can't were running a wholesale business and try and putting your IRA in the wholesale business, that doesn't really apply. Um, because that's there's there's two this is your main business if it mm. is your main business and and that's a conflict um and so it, rather than going too deep into that uh, if, if you're one of those individuals that you are a wholesaler this is what you do for a living um you can't now have your ira do it and then you avoid paying all your tax or all you know you couldn't pay yourself anything first of all so you'd have to have income from somewhere else um, but if you're doing two or three deals um, like if I, if Kent, if you wanted to do two or three deals every single year and throw them in your IRA, wholesale them, that would be okay. That's not your, your main business, but if you're doing a hundred deals or whatever, even 10 or 15 deals, um, it becomes gray. And I, I definitely emphasize more of talk to your accountant when it comes to that. So, um, or attorney, whatever it may be. So, so I, I don't know if that answers your question, but I will say those that want to invest, like I have an, I, there's a guy that I give an example on. That's a real example. I've, I've done it many times. Uh, he, in, he put up $5,000 from scratch from his Roth, uh, with us at Horizon Trust. And in eight months, he turned the 5,000 into $87,000. He'll, he, he paid no taxes and will pay no taxes on that because it's his Roth, but he did it by investing in with somebody who is wholesaling, he had a deal with them. And so, so that was his deal. So he just kept whatever his percentage was, which it was probably pretty dang good, um, you know, did really well. Um, but it wasn't him doing the actual wholesaling. Got it. And as long as you keep it at the arm's length, right, you can invest in the business, the commissions or the assignment fee splits has to go to the IRA, not to yourself. Um, and even if you buy that deal for yourself from that wholesaling business, there needs to be like a standard contract, arm's length transaction. Like, hey, you're, the assignment fee you're paying the wholesaling business to acquire the property for your own portfolio, that needs to be sort of separate. Um, or well, you can't, yeah, there, yeah, you can't ever have any kind of compensation. If, if it's your IRA investing in the deal, the, mm -hmm. the, uh, there can't be compensation to you or your entity for finding the deal um, or something like that. So it's got to be, if your IRA is investing, you get your, your percentage of profits, et cetera. And that's, that's it. It's, it's, it's more passive for sure. Got it. I mean, you, you, in order to buy a property that, you know, you, your wholesaling business technically found, but you're not passive you're using active income to buy that. You're not using an IRA um, to purchase yeah. that. Got it. Correct. No, that's super helpful. Um, no, we covered a lot of material today, Greg, and we <laughs> we went deep into the nitty gritty details. Um, Alvin, what other questions do you have? Man, I wrote down my questions and Greg answered most of them. So Greg, do you have <laughs> any questions for us? <laughs> Uh, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't think I have to, I don't have questions. I feel like you guys do a good job on, uh, in fact, you prepped me a little bit, Kent, uh, just, you know, talking about some of the things you've done and also, um, your story, which is, I think what resonates with me and hearing your story, Alvin, as well, 
uh, I lived through 2008 as well. And that was um, uh, one of the hardest times in my life um, uh, that, you know, on paper, I was worth this. And then uh, the next year I was, you know, not at zero, I was at like negative 25 million. So um, I, I, I've lived through some hard times. Um, but because of those times, which I, I can resonate uh, both of you, your stories and, and where you are, is why you can give so much feedback and success to people listening. The goal is right is 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 we hope to to scale and and help people scale, um, and and maybe avoid some of the pitfalls that we had to go through um, by by education. And so that's that's what this is. If you're if you're on here, and I, so I guess my and I think this is probably one of your 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 last points here is our we're here to serve at Horizon Trust, and and we our goal is is to help as many individuals who want to unlock their retirement accounts and invest in what they know and understand to work with us. Um, you know, you're going to make your own decisions. We're not going to tell you where to invest. We're not going to pitch anything to you. Um, but we're, it's, we're a facilitator. We're a vehicle to help you use the money, how you know, and how you want. And just, just think about that just real quick. If, if, if you've been making five or 6% a year, uh, probably not been, by the way, you probably made less than that, but let's just say you are maybe even 10%. The idea is if, if an individual can move their retirement account over and make two or 3% a year more, that's it. Two or 3% a year more over a 10 and 20 year period, we're talking about potentially millions of dollars more just by being more active, a little bit more engaged in what you invest in. And that's what I think is powerful and exciting. And so that's what we help people do. And, and you know, in, the, in the meantime, when you're investing in, in, in great things that change other people's lives too, it's just even more powerful. Yeah, it is. I love that, man. And Greg, uh, we Alvin and I can't thank you enough for coming onto the show. You are, you are opening up a path of light for the folks that want to do good, but they don't have an avenue to do it. So thank you so much. Like without people like you that want to come out and serve and help others, like I would never have the home that I grew up in. Um, I think this is a collective community of people that sincerely cares. They want to do, do good for the world and they want to provide an avenue for people to access capital to, to do that good. So thank you so much for coming onto the show, man. I know the listeners got so much value. We really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thanks a lot for having me. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're great. All right. And we're out.